Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, everyone. I'm Dr. John White, WebMD's Chief Medical Officer and host of the Spotlight On series from WebMD's Health Discovered podcast. For this special two-part episode, you'll hear up-close and personal journeys about being diagnosed with a rare type of cancer, multiple myeloma. He looked at me. I have been his patient for more than 20 years. And he said, this is really strange. You're an African-American, age 57. I've never seen this before. This back pain that you're continually having with no signs of osteoporosis. No signs, exactly. And I didn't have any signs of osteoporosis in my family history. Listen to Health Discovered on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. The Tunnel to Towers Foundation is building its do-good village in Lando Lakes, Florida. It's the first of its kind, a community of 110 homes for the Foundation's program recipients. So together, families can heal. So together, families can help one another. A special place where families know that their neighbors understand and care. Make the do-good village the first of many. Donate $11 a month to Tunnel to Towers at T2T.org. That's T, the number 2, T.org. What is going on, Billy Up Sports fam? It's your favorite history teacher, Mr. Parker Ainsworth, here with another edition of F in Sports, the podcast for teachers grade sports biggest issues. Today, we're going to break down the honor roll. And by honor roll, I mean we're going to look at a list of 75 all-time great NBA players as put out by the NBA. We're joined by Jay Johnson of the Hardcourt Honeys podcast. And Jay's going to help us break it down a little bit. But first, let's dive into some gold stars and detentions. First gold star goes to the Cincinnati Bearcats, the UTSA Roadrunners, the Wake Forest Demon Deacons, the Michigan State Spartans, the Georgia Bulldogs, and the Oklahoma Sooners. As much as it pains me to say, those are the only remaining undefeated teams in college football. It is interesting to see some smaller schools on the list, including Cincinnati, UTSA, and I guess you can throw Wake Forest in that category, even though they are a Power 5 team. It'll also be interesting to see if that Power 5 status does anything for Wake Forest when the college football playoff rankings come out on 
Tuesday. The first rankings come out this week, and I want to make sure we give out one gold star to not forget the six undefeated teams, because I've got this weird feeling that that's not going to matter come Tuesday. Going undefeated in college football is a big deal. Going undefeated in a Power 5 conference like Wake Forest is doing is a big deal. Going undefeated like Cincinnati has done for a while now and being the kind of program Cincinnati has been for a number of years is a big deal, and we should not scoff at it. Shoutouts to the six undefeated college football teams left. Let's see if the NCAA and the college football playoff committee can do the right thing. Second gold star stays in college football. We're going to go to Marcus Jones of the University of Houston. For those of you that missed a thriller this weekend between Houston and undefeated at the time, SMU, the interstate rivalry was fierce. SMU scored with just 30 seconds left to tie up the game in what they thought was going to be forcing overtime, and the Cougars had other ideas. Marcus Jones took the ensuing kickoff all the way 102 yards to the house against the SMU special teams unit to score the game-winning touchdown with just 18 seconds left on the clock. Shout-out to the U of H. Shout-out to SMU on a good season to that point, but I'm not sure that a one-loss SMU carries as much weight. And shout-out to a great football game between Houston and Dallas this weekend. Third and final gold star goes to the Manning cast. Yes, I could probably issue this every week the Manning cast is on, but man, last week's Manning cast, which at the time of recording was when they had the likes of Tom Brady, Marshawn Lynch, Sue Bird, and Drew Brees, was a fantastic, a fantastic way to watch Monday Night Football. If you can separate audio and video and watch the football game happening while having all the great stuff going on in the background, Peyton and Eli have a great, fun, lighthearted conversation with a number of impressive guests while also simultaneously being able to pause their conversation and dive into the nitty-gritty football as it's happening whenever important stuff is happening. I'm a big, big fan of this version of the telecast, so make sure you're watching the Manicast on ESPN2 during Monday Night Football. It's the way to watch the game. We're going to give attention to Morgan Fox, although I don't think Morgan Fox acted maliciously. He stepped on Matt Ryan's hand over the weekend. Morgan Fox plays defensive end for the Carolina Panthers, and Matt Ryan is getting up from having just been hit in the pocket and gets his hand stepped on, and Morgan Fox somehow really cut Matt Ryan's hand up. I'm sitting here looking at pictures and video. I cannot believe how much this thing bled. It looks like a Halloween costume. It doesn't look real, and I get that it's Halloween, but that's real blood all over Matt Ryan's towel and pants and up and down his leg. And Morgan Fox, man, it ain't that serious. We didn't need, didn't need to do that. The last detention goes to the entire situation surrounding the early 2010s Chicago Blackhawks. For those who have not heard the story, there's been some extensive reporting following but essentially what happened is the Chicago Blackhawks covered up an in-house sexual abuse scandal, which led to a staff member that was sh- should have been found guilty of sexual abuse going on to working at a handful of different places, including a school, which we've now found out meant that he had some inappropriate interactions with students. I want to do more on this topic later this week. We'll have some hockey people on to talk about it as more gets set in stone. But thus far, we've seen... Coaches in places like Florida go ahead and resign ahead of this thing because they know they're directly tied to it from their days in Chicago in 2010. And so stay tuned to us, but also stay tuned and stay informed about 
this topic. Don't let this go away. This is a big, big story. It's really blown up in the last few days, and it should only continue to grow in the following few. So we're going to save our time to talk to a hockey expert later about that one. All right, so without further ado, let's go ahead and jump on in. We're going to break down the on-roll, oops, I mean NBA 75 list with the one and only Jade Johnson. All right, we are joined by one-third of Hardcourt Honeys. We have Jade Auxiliary Things Johnson here to join us to talk a little bit about the NBA. Jade, how are we doing today? I am good. I'm good. Basketball season is back. I mean, you know, it's early days, but it's basketball. It is early days. Before we dive too much into the topic of the day, are you excited about this new look Raptor squad? That I, I really like their youth, but I want to hear from a fan. How, how are you enjoying the season so far? I'm excited about who they have because I trust our development system, but I'm expecting it to be a rough few years. Like two for sure to be a Raptors fan. It's going to be a hard go, I think. But I mean, they, they've always had such great development. There's names you know, all over the NBA that came up in the Raptors development system that have been more than anyone thought they would be. So, you know, we retained Masai this off season, almost lost them. I just found out recently, but we kept them. So yeah. <laughs> Whenever you get Masai and then you get a guy like Scotty in the draft, like that's gotta be as good a summer as you can get, right? <laughs> you no, know, especially after being a lot, like being a lottery team for the first time in so long. Like if we have to be a lottery team, this is the way to do it, you know? Today, we're going to judge the honor roll. The honor roll is the NBA 75 list. The NBA, in honor of their 75th season, put together a list of 75 players calling the 75th anniversary of team. Uh, and they announced sort of a course of three days. Uh, the list includes 11 active players. They kept all 50 members of the 50th anniversary team. It includes a handful of international players. So we'll get to that a little bit too. But Jade, initially, when you heard of this, idea right i guess you know in 25 years ago they did the 50th team so we probably should have been able to guess what were your thoughts when you're like oh great we got another nba list coming out <laughs> like what what did you think about yeah that's pretty much the initial thought is oh great here we go again but then when you realize okay this is not a group of writers from espn putting together a list with some obvious red flags so they get clicks you know <laughs> this is it's a different set of people voting for it so i expected it to be a little more reasonable and i found it to be so <laughs> a little bit more reason you didn't say completely reasonable you just said Not a little completely. bit more <laughs> I, I, I have one large bone with it but we'll get to that <laughs> <laughs> I, I will say this list is interesting before we get too far in the nitty-gritty the 50th anniversary list had 50 members and, again, was founded in 1996. Uh, the controversial guy on the list then was Shaq. And I think we can all look back and say, that was probably a good call. No, that was all right. Yeah. <laughs> but if we look back, are you surprised that the, or would you have kept all 50 from the 50th? Or what do you think that how do you think that played into the list making? I think it probably limited it. A bit. I, I think if you're going to have an all-time list, then we can agree that uh, overall, there are a lot of things about basketball now that players all time maybe wouldn't have been able to handle the volume of shooting, kind of a big one that pops up. I, I think at some point the list will have to be allowed to drop some people. <laughs> fair enough, fair enough. It certainly is different because basketball has changed so much before our eyes 
Yeah. You look at the last 75 years, but even really in the last 15, right? A guy like Giannis has the ball. He starts the ball at midcourt, whereas 15 years ago, he goes down the block right away, right? Yeah. Or, you know, Barkley revolutionized the game in the late 80s, early 90s. But now every team seems to have some 6'5 to 6'9 guy that is kind of a post and kind of not, yeah. or at least a yeah. number of teams do, right? <laughs> Yeah, um, the shooting shooting from the logo is a common thing that we never would have seen for all the years I was growing up on basketball until Steph. <laughs> well, and people give Paul George a hard time for calling like the 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 Lillard shot over his head to win the playoff series a bad shot in the post game press conference. But most of us were taught that that was a bad shot a bad growing shot. up, <laughs> and now it's only a bad shot if you are not a handful of people that have a green light to shoot from anywhere. <laughs> right, listeners know I'm a basketball coach uh, in the winter time, and I'm not encouraging my players to launch it from half court. I'm not. That's still a bad <laughs> shot on my basketball team. I'm, I don't get Dame Lillard or Steph Curry. I guess so. All right, so we go through the list. I've got it pulled up in alphabetical order on my end. All 75 names. Instead of reading all 75. Um, I want to hear first, who were you surprised to see on the list? I was surprised to see Dame on the list. That was like, don't get me wrong. Dame's great, you know, but like Reggie Miller didn't make the top 50 list. And I kind of compare their career trajectories so far. Reggie retired without any rings. And to see Dame on the list already when I think, you know, like to me, it would have been when they do the next list in 25 years, that to me is an appropriate time for Damian Willard to be on the list. I don't think it's appropriate right now. Yeah. And I think it's worth pointing out, you know, he's played, what is this, nine years, 10 years in the NBA. He's, he's got some big moments, right? He had one mm-hmm. game winner against my Rockets that people always bring up when I talk trash about Damian Willard, like, well, he just mad because he beat, like, no, I, I no. can judge him outside of that. Um <laughs> He had, he had one series winning shot there. He had another one against, we just talked about Paul George a second ago. But on the whole, he is not a guy that finishes in the top five of MVP voting very often. He's not a guy that, like, he has two Western Conference Finals runs, but one of which it was like he got there and got swept by the Warriors. Like, it was just, he was, it was whenever they matched up, right, with the Golden State, it was not going to yeah. be great. He's got a handful of All-Stars. And I, I remember, like, in 2015, 16 era, People were like petitioning to get him on the All Star game, right? Because like he felt like this, like the same space Devin Booker or Bradley Beal occupies, right. like a guard that is just in a tough spot because there are so many guards, right? Yeah. For and- me, with Dame, I feel like his greatness is a little bit artificial because he has to show up at times that are really exciting and really memorable, but he always has to show up in those times because his team wasn't good enough to have a comfortable playoff berth or they weren't good enough to like hold their own against their matchups. They're just always holding on by the skin of their teeth. And then it's game time when he comes and rescues the team. Like if he was consistently really good, like teams who make the playoffs comfortably and get through at least, you know, a couple of rounds, comfortably i think it would be a different conversation well and we also look at like uh it feels like whenever damian lillard has a first round exit or a second round exit or, or you know they get swept in the conference finals like well yeah but he didn't have a whole lot of help and we don't extend that to other guys and 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 i guess my thought is that like when we don't extend that to other guys 
I think we're admitting that there are other guys that we put in a different class, right? And yeah. and I guess that's that's my thing. It's not that I would disagree that he doesn't have enough help. It's not that I would or that you know other guys had or whatever. It's just that we're expecting kind of you know internally a little bit less there when we're putting him on that plateau. Triple doubles aren't everything, but like he's got one in ten years. <laughs> um, you know he's got. It. He's got like 50 point nights in playoff games and he's got right. game winners, but there's just not a lot of substance to show for it. I think it's interesting. I wonder if, and this is going to come up for me a couple of times and tell me what you think about this. If you were to tell the story of the last 25 years in the NBA, there are moments Dame Lillard has that like he's in the story. Like you can't right. avoid his name in the last 25 years. Right. Is that what put him in here? Because I agree. I look at the, 11 it was at 11 current players and i'm like oh that's interesting that he's in there is yeah. that what puts him in there because he hadn't even been the best player he hasn't been the mvp he hadn't even been the best player in the league yet yeah to put him as one of the best 75 of all time seems like a lot i think that's what it is i think like i said it's the excitement factor when dame lillard's name comes up it's some exciting crazy improbable run or like i remember two seasons back or maybe three now it's all kind of blending together but like I did the NBA playoffs bracket and my bracket was perfect except for the, the series that Portland was in. Cause they kept winning series that nobody <laughs> thought they were going to win, that they shouldn't have won. And that might be the year that they got swept by the, was that, was that the, the Raptors, the year the Raptors won it all because that yes, was, that was yeah. that year. Yeah. And my entire bracket, both sides, except for Portland was, I was perfect all the way through. I'm like, Portland is so on my nerve but like to me those are the things I remember about Portland maybe because I'm a more attentive fan than general fans I don't know what the but I mean and this list that that's why Dame's inclusion surprised me because this list wasn't made again by fans or media it's players and coaches and you know like people in the inner circle I don't know I I, I kind of always and on maybe they must know something that I don't know, but I don't have to like it. In a similar vein, and, and you can tell me if I'm just, I guess they're both Lakers now, so maybe I'm a Laker hater. I i was surprised to see, and I, I like these two guys' games a lot, but I was just thinking about their resumes, Carmelo Anthony and Anthony Davis. And Carmelo Anthony, to me, occupies a fairly similar space to Dame Lillard in that mm-hmm. He's had a lot of tremendous performances. He revived the Knicks for a season and da da da, da right? And, and Hoodie Mello is fun. And there's the Olympic side of things. But this is an NBA list, not an Olympic list. So Syracuse and the Olympics don't count. Mm-hmm. And I was like, he's just kind of been really good for a long time. But he's never been the best player in the league or in a conference or, or gone very far in the playoffs. I, I was surprised to see Carmelo. So before I jumped on Anthony Davis, that's a little bit different story. Am I being a hater? Am I wrong? Were you not surprised no. to see Carmelo? No, I I was surprised to see Carmelo. And I think all of your points are valid. Like, again, he's a person like we, if you followed basketball in the last X amount of years, you know who he is. You know where he's been. You know the stuff that's happened. But like, he, he was known for a long time for not being a great teammate. And I remember when he wasn't in the NBA and a lot of fans were like, he deserves to be in the NBA. How does he not have a job? And I'm like, there are 30 teams in the NBA that don't want to sign him right now. <laughs> 30 all 30 there must be a reason even though yeah he's had those great moments and he can shoot lights out when he gets in the zone yet like you said overall he doesn't have a ring 
he he's not known to have been a great teammate for a lot of his career. So coaches and, and th- those, that group, again, they are evaluating things that either we don't care about as fans or we don't have access to see. And, you know, that's kind of my only way to give them the benefit of the doubt because I don't, you know, you respect the people that made the list, but there seems to be some, you know, some glaring uh, issues, depending <laughs> on your viewpoint. Gla- glaring issues are fair. Anthony Davis strikes me as different because I, I guess he's not as young as I think of him as, right? He's 20, mm-hmm. almost 29. Um, and I still think of him as being like a 26 year old, 25 year old. And he's really, he's, he's older. It's been that many years. And he is a champion, right? He just won with LeBron in the bubble. And he has been in, you know, competitive realm for things like he's top whatever voting in Defensive Player of the Year award. I pulled up his MVP shares. He's finished top five in MVP voting three times. And so truthfully, like, it's a little bit different resume than Lillard and Carmelo. I don't know if I'm leaning on, I haven't, because he missed so much of, like, last season, and because there was, you know, he the exodus in New Orleans where he missed about half a year just because he didn't want to play. For whatever reason, I just didn't realize Anthony Davis had put in enough work to make this list. I kind of assumed at the 100-year mark, we'd be looking at, like, of course, by the time he was retires, he's one of the hundred best. I was just surprised to see Marty on here at seventy-five. Were you at all shocked about Anthony Davis? Is he a guy that you think like we go ahead and put him on because he's gonna make it anyway at some point? Or what were you vibing on Anthony Davis? Yeah, like I Anthony Davis is one that I would have been super indifferent if he hadn't been on it. Like if he hadn't made the list, I'd have been like, Yeah, I get it. Um, But on the other hand, you know, another 25 years is a long time. But this again comes back to where I think there might be instances where we might have to change the list down the line because we don't know what's going to happen for the rest of his career. If he requires, if he retires tomorrow, he doesn't deserve to be on this list right now, in my opinion. I think this was, you know, this is when you play, pay the young guy money for what you think he's going to develop into and not what he did last season. That's what this feels like to me. Definitely. And and again, he's he is almost 29. So I guess his career is closer to full circle than I realized. But it just feels awkward. Talk to me a little bit about, obviously, anyone that played before, you know, the late 90s for myself. I was born in 91. I, I'm going on research and highlight films and hearsay, right? Yeah. Were there any old head names that you were surprised? Like, oh, I hadn't really thought about. Lenny Wilkins, right? He was a coach when I'm watching and frankly, kind of an older coach when I started watching. Obviously, yeah, like you hear I Bill Russell, like I, you know Bill Russell, but. Right, right. I found that I wasn't really surprised by the old names that I recognized, but there are a lot that I just don't really know. Like even to say a name, I don't remember watching them. I don't remember having basketball cards of them. I don't remember what teams they played for, you know? So, but of the older guys that I do know, I found that it was like, yeah, obviously overall they're going to be on this list. The question marks for me were really the guys that I didn't know. All right. The the fun part of this is that for whatever reason, list Twitter is a thing, right? List Twitter will go off on any list made <laughs> and the NBA is not going to sit, sit there and tell us that's why they made this list. But no, I mean, no press is bad press, Right. Their name has been in the news for this list for a while now, especially when they stagger it in a three-day release in the middle of the week between football weekends. Talk to me about, we just both mentioned a couple people that we don't think, like, meh, you know, we're surprised to see. Was there anyone that you were surprised to see not make the list? 
Yeah, the what there's one that really jumped out at me, and the more I think about, it, the more I'm annoyed that Clay Thompson didn't make the list. And I think there's probably some recency bias because he's been injured now for two seasons. We haven't seen him play, but like Clay's got the rings. He was part of that team. We we talked about this on Hardcourt Honeys when we talked about the seventy five list, and like people. I hear so many times, especially on NBA Twitter, Clay is so overrated. I'm like, whoa, 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 wait a second. Like, him and Steph Curry together were the Splash Brothers. He had to be good enough to have a nickname equal with Steph Curry. Plus, he plays defense the way that he does. So, like, first of all, I don't. I think Clay Thompson is underrated by way of so many people saying he's overrated. But like, how does Dame Lillard make this list and not Clay? Has really gotten under my skin. I'm not, that's the one for me. I can't think of anybody else that I think really should have been on there. But like, how are you going to leave off Clay? So Clay is interesting. Clay also, in the most Clay Thompson of ways, an Instagram story, was vocally upset about it himself. And I think it's interesting if you look at a lot of championship teams, most of them have two people on this list. There are only a couple that don't. My Houston Rockets from the mid 2000s have just Akeem, right? Like that, that's yeah. fair. I guess the the first one, Clyde was on the second one, and Clyde is on this list. The Raptors of 2019, and you're a fan. It is just Kawhi. Now I would argue that like Pascal is young, right? Who knows where that goes? Um, I might get it at 100 years, right? Exactly. Like possible. if we extend and extend I think the list, that would be fair. Right, and then uh, those Warriors teams. The only representative is Curry. Uh, whether or not you want that to be Draymond's or Clay, I guess we could argue about if you wanted to, but I don't know how good a radio that makes for. I, I think that the truth is that it's interesting that the Toronto team could argue built to that one, right? But they won the one title and they've got the one guy. The Hakeem yeah. team had Hakeem and they won two titles and so Dregsler counts a little bit and then Hakeem is on the list and there's no one else. Like, no, Robert Ory's on this list, right? I think it's interesting that that team can win three titles in five years. Durant is kind of a secondary piece once Go he comes. all those finals for all those consecutive years. Yeah. And the first two finals were without Durant. Mm-hmm. And so it's really just Steph from those two teams. And that's not to say that I don't think Steph is that great. I, I, I do get that. But it's interesting to see, like, that. that's just – we just think Steph was that good because then that, that means all that winning – was that yeah. guy <laughs> right? like, that's a little crazy and like Steph's amazing but like if, if if Clay played for any other team we would not be able to stop talking about him like this is all uh, to, and I'll always think this not appreciating Clay Thompson is only by virtue of the fact that he played on a team with Steph Curry well and it truthfully he's not <laughs> it's really annoying when he's playing against you but Steph Curry is the flashy in your face, yes. rah rah, talks a lot, and, and a he's great so charismatic, and the family like he's got he's the got the package. cute kids, yeah. right? And they have beautiful eyes, and all the da da da, all that kind of stuff, right? <laughs> and he also is a leader vocally in mm-hmm. media, and he's got the Under Armour deal, and that, yeah. and 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 those like he's just out in your face talking a lot more. Where like Clay does a tour in China every summer because he's signed by Leaning or whatever the shoe company is, and like. He's, he's like such, stoned he's on the more, beach, like that. Yeah, yeah he's like low key dude, and like sometimes he's hilarious, but he's he's the low key hilarious guy. Like he's not the guy in the room that talks the most, but when he talks, it's it's always fun. Well, and if we're looking at the last twenty five years, because they kept the fifty from the first fifty, mm. 
Like I'm thinking of dynasties. He had like Shaq and Kobe. Yeah. They both made the list. I guess Shaq technically was a carryover from the first 50. There's not another real dynasty. Like those Celtics are okay. They win one title, right? The Spurs, like those, got, the Spurs got guys on there. The Spurs got covered. And I guess truthfully, like Robinson's a carryover from the first list, but you also had mm-hmm. Duncan, right? And then I don't think we had uh, Tony, but and we can talk about if Tony's a, sc- a uh, snub or not. He is one of the finals MVPs on the times they win. People were fighting for Ginobili. I have a weird thing about if the six man, like, how do you make, like, I'm not saying he didn't play an important role, but if he was a top 75 player all the time, he probably would have started, right? Like, I, yeah. <laughs> um, and, and that's just by virtue of the fact, like, there's a finite number of people we can include here. <laughs> like, yeah. you have to prioritize starters. Right. And, and it's not to say that Ginobili didn't play an important role. And he yeah. probably is a Hall of Famer because it's the basketball Hall of Fame that includes Argentina mm-hmm. and includes all the growth and those kinds of things. But that's just a little bit different. You brought up Clay, and I thought this was interesting. My contemporary guy is barely contemporary anymore, but I was surprised Dwight Howard's on this list. And I think that Dwight Howard suffers on this from being Dwight Howard off the floor. <laughs> like, like we mentioned <laughs> that this was voted on by people, and I guess there are a number of players here. So I have the, the voting panel pulled up. Kareem, Marv Albert, David Aldridge, Sam Amick, Giannis, Charles Barkley, Rick Barry, Howard Beck, Super, Dave Bing, Mike Breen, uh, Doris Burke, Jerry Colangelo. If I'm looking at the current players here, mm-hmm. I don't know who's in Dwight's corner. <laughs> but like Shaq, I guess Shaq's not a current player, but Shaq is not in Dwight's corner, mm-hmm. right? Scotty doesn't strike me as a guy that's in, in uh, Dwight's corner. Steph is not in Dwight's corner. I, I just don't think he had many people in his corner on this list yeah. of people voting. And that's that's a damn shame to me because I feel like the guy won was it three defensive player of the year awards like that that's a short list of people mm-hmm. he uh, he did win a title he was a very much auxiliary role player on the 2020 team but he's got a title he was on the All NBA team eight times like like I, I I just feel like there's a number of things he's done here the shame is just that like he gets sent to Lakers in 2012 has a big injury. And simultaneously with that big injury, we decided to change how we play basketball, right? Like, like, yeah. like what, what Dwight does, it's not really that important anymore. Um, he became a dinosaur while he was <laughs> yeah. in basketball time. Yeah, and I just think it's wild to see that not make the list. Because the list of people that have won Defense Player of the Year three or more times is like him, Rudy, Matumbo. Like, it's not a whole lot yeah. of people. Now, he was a Rocket for have three four years and so i'm sure i'll get called a homer there am i being a homer why why am i so shocked by dwight not making this list okay well first of all i'll say you're not being a homer and that is because this was one of the people that was left off that taylor took exception to when we talked about this on board Kurt <laughs> honeys he really thought that dwight howard should have been included i was pretty indifferent on dwight howard i hadn't really thought about why until you said that he suffers from being Dwight Howard off the court. And I'm like, yeah, that's why. That's why I don't care. <laughs> it has nothing to do with basketball or what he's done. I'm just like, uh, you know, Dwight Howard. And and unfortunately, when you get into lists like this where people are voting and you're not able to quantify really what they're voting on, this is the danger you get into, right? There's, there's right. no way to completely avoid it on this type of, uh, you know, process of putting a list together. Well, and and I will say, I just Googled to double check. I, the one omission I had of people that won the award, the defense player of the year award three more times are Dwight, Rudy. I mentioned Dikembe has four. He had 
two in Atlanta, one in Denver, one in Philly. So three different teams is impressive. Yeah. Ben Wallace also won four, and Ben Wallace mm. is not on this list. And so maybe we just don't care about defense. Yeah, yeah, that kind of hurts to admit a little bit, but I mean, <laughs> the, I still love defense. Like I'm the person that when I watch basketball, I'm watching. Like I, if if the defense breaks down, I will rewind my satellite to find out whose fault it was, who missed the rotation, <laughs> who blew the coverage that let that happen. And I know most NBA fans are like that because especially since, you know, the end of the nineties, the rules have been in favor of scoring. And that's a lot of what has happened. And so it's easy to forget, like, you know, people will be like, say so-and-so is overrated just because they're a two-way player. And it's like, well, half of the play is on the defensive end. So like, you're going to tell me a player is overrated because they're a two-way player, but they're more useful overall in a game than an offensively minded player. So it's just kind of, I think it's a combination of the way that we consume basketball and the way that the rules have been changed over the past, but especially, you know, toward the end of the nineties that just favors scoring. And the, the other omissions I was looking at, and I'm not saying I had even to even here as far as taking people out and putting people in. I know that for every person we put in, we have to also take someone out. And so we mentioned three and I'm going to add up to like more like four or five people I'm adding in here. But I want to hear your take on this because they both have ties to Toronto. So my first one I saw was was Chris Bosh. And without reading too much of the resume, obviously, All-NBA player a couple times, All-Star a, couple, a lot of times, uh, two championships, Hall of Famer as of very recently. I think my bigger thing is when I'm thinking about that idea of like telling the story of basketball, he's got the most important rebound in the history of the finals, right? Mm-hmm. Like, like, like legitimately speaking, like if he doesn't get that rebound to kick it out to Ray Allen, to make the three, to win game, whatever, right. In NBA finals, of the heat, they probably tear the team apart, right? Like, like they, they lost in 2011, yeah. They won in 2012 in a lockout season. And then 2013, if he doesn't get that rebound, they lose. It, it Like, the super team thing doesn't work, right? Like, yeah. we're looking at it very, very differently. And I also think that because it does end up working, because he gets that rebound, you have, like, it's not uncommon to see seven-footers. I guess he's technically listed here on Basketball Reference at 6'11". But seven-footers sitting out behind the three-point line or spotting up in the corner or running pick-and-pops, like, that evolution also he was ahead comes of his time and we Chris didn't even realize it at the time. But yeah, like, and I just nobody I, else really did it for such a long time. And now we've got your centers like Jokic and Porzingis that can do all these things that traditional centers we wouldn't expect them to do. But I think people forget that Bosch was doing it then. So why doesn't he make this list? I mean, you're a, you're a Toronto person. He spent the first was that seven seasons there. And frankly, I liked Toronto Bosch. Like I thought that that was a, a fun. You know, he was an all star on a team that was very much still. You know, they they were in the lull between Vince Carter and the modern uh, Kyle Lowry. Uh, more recent, I guess, mod, uh, Kyle Lowry Raptor uh, when they had Demar Derozan and that whole. They were in that lull between, and he was the the in between guy. I I liked that version of Chris Bosch too. It wasn't just the Miami year. So why isn't he in this list? As a Toronto fan, and it's going to be salty, but this is honestly what we always think when these things happen. It's because he played in Toronto. Like, <laughs> <laughs> and like people think that we're just, you know, we're homers and we're complaining, but like these things happen all the time. On draft night, this past draft night, when Miss Rachel Nichols was running down the top five draft picks, they skipped Toronto. 
<laughs> of course they did. Of course they, they did. did. What what was Toronto picked third, second or third? Third, I think. So she's she covered number one and who they thought they were going to take, number two, who they thought they were going to take, and then they just skipped to four. Like Toronto <laughs> doesn't even exist on a national broadcast of draft night when we have a top three pick. That stuff happens right. all the time when Toronto is involved. And so for us, like I didn't even think about the guys from Toronto who weren't involved, weren't included, because we just are like, yeah, of course they weren't included. We're used to this. <laughs> I guess his career does get cut short with the blood clotting. Frankly, like who knows the way that the game has evolved. He might have been playing fairly recently, right? Cause that was 2016. That was 2016 is the last season, the 2016, 17 season. He's out for unknown injuries. And all of a sudden it comes out as blood clotting and he just can't play. And that wasn't that long ago. And, we're seeing guys play into their mid thirties. He was 31 at the time and his game aged well. Like I, his I game think would be totally relevant. still. I think, I don't know if he'd be on the 21, 22 heat, but he might've been on the bubble heat, right? Like he might've yeah. been on that team that ran to the finals. I, and what, I just, how might that have been different? Oh, and then they start counting championships and LeBron. Oh, <laughs> uh, like that's a whole, the dominoes and how they fall. The rabbit hole is deep. On that <laughs> that's a, that's a fun, there. fun thing for something to write about. How would the NBA have changed if they'd solved Chris Bosch's blood clots? The other, so you mentioned that half of his career is played in Toronto and that must be why everyone forgot about him. My next guy played everywhere. So that can't be the excuse. <laughs> why isn't Vince Carter on this list? Again, talking about the story of basketball. The story, yeah. Like the 2000 that, dunk contest is like the dunk iconic. Contest is iconic. Everyone loves this guy. The, he's the oldest to have played, or he's the only player to have played in three decades, I believe. Right, or, the 90s, 2000s, 2010s, and then he actually it was four because he played in the 2020. He got he, right. he made a shot in the 2020s, or it was like after the so after the winter only that year. Player to ever have done that, like LeBron will. I don't think LeBron will do that. LeBron's got to go. I mean, he can play a long time. He's got to go another nine play for years. A long time, but like. I don't know, at a certain point, I just, I, you know, and even if other people do it, Vince Carter is the first to ever have done it. Like right. He's played all of those years on all of those teams. He's universally well-liked by players, as far as I've ever heard. It, it just, you know, unless it comes back to the rings or the, you know, or, you know, I think sometimes people like you and I who are creative and we're writers, I think we maybe put a broader scope on things. And we want to include more intangible things, which I think are important. I think they should be included, but I think generally they get overlooked. To be fair, his award status stacks up differently. Um, he won Rookie of the Year in 99, right? Tremendous. Yeah. Uh, you saw that happening in Toronto. Then his next award listed is he was the 2015-16 Teammate of the Year. And like, like, yeah. like, <laughs> yeah, like I, I guess... That's fair. Um, the, stats, I just, the stats aren't there. It's other things we want to recognize about Vince. Yeah, it just, I mean, whether it's the, the fearlessness, the relentlessness, I thought it was an important part of those, I guess the New Jersey teams didn't win, but those important Nets teams in the mid-2000s. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't know. He had a Toronto connection. I was like, oh, they're snubbing Toronto. But then you said Toronto. I'm like, but he also played for half the league, it felt yeah. like, by the end of it. <laughs> Any, uh, well, we could talk about Kyrie Irving because Andre Iguodala thinks the, the world forgot about Kyrie Irving. I've heard so much about Kyrie Irving. It's hard for me to think that people How forgot about him. The world did not forget about <laughs> Kyrie Irving will not be forgotten until he's ready to be forgotten. Like 
Nobody for Kyrie is being sent a message. That's my <laughs> Kyrie is being sent a message by the people who who voted on that list. Also, you know, Kyrie's one of those guys. Like, does Kyrie have a ring if he didn't play with the Bond? I don't think he does. <laughs> I mean, I think that that's all fair. I think the other thing with Kyrie Irving is that, like, at the end of the day, yes, you hit the shot over Steph, and I guess if I'm giving you know, credence to the Bosch rebound. I probably need to give credence to the Kyrie shot. But truthfully, Draymond guess has been in for game five of that series. Who knows, right? <laughs> like, yeah, like there's yeah. a whole there's a whole set of circumstances that have to work for all of that. Um, other common people I saw others saying like Grant Hill and Trace McGrady. I think they're both in the camp that like they were top 75 talents with lesser than careers because of injuries. injuries. Right. I still think about Grant Hill. I still think about what if Grant Hill had not been injured because I was a Pistons fan at the time and I, I watched him and he he's still one of the most memorable players I can remember being young and watching play on TV. He was just so good. You bring <laughs> up him and I know he also played for your Raptors. I go that what plays with McGrady. There were a couple years yeah, McGrady that true. I felt like we had really good teams with him and Yao and then injuries just killed it. And that's yeah. just the way it goes. You got no crazy hot takes here. You're not yanking John Stockton off the list. You're not oh. saying <laughs> you're not... assist leader. That's the guy you want to take off. You're not. You're not going to tell <laughs> us that uh, Jason Kidd wasn't very good. He didn't deserve to be on. Like, what are you? You got no hot take on this list. I have no That's... hot take on this list, and, and I'm I'm actually glad that I don't because if the NBA is going to make a list, it should be less controversial than somebody else making a list. Fair enough. My my last question, and then I'll let you plug all the things you're doing at Hardwood Honeys because it is a lot of fun. My last question is, 25 years from now is the, what is that, 20, 45, 46 season? There are players playing currently that will be on that list, right? Yeah. Some of the guys out of this list, like Jason Kidd, were playing and were relatively known names in 95, 96, right? Allen Iverson would have been a relatively known name. Kobe Bryant, again, young at the time, right? But they would have been known names, either they're about to be drafted or or whatnot. It's a little bit different now because we're drafting guys younger. So I think that we're more likely to know their name now. And then I I guess my question is, do you see a number of guys? And if so, how many guys you see currently playing, making the 100 list in 25 years? See, that's hard for me because... Some of the young guys that made this list, I thought, like, like I get it, but it seems soon. You know what I mean? Like, I'm pretty sure Luca made the list, right? Uh, I've got Giannis as the youngest on the list. Giannis is the youngest? Yeah. Okay. To be fair, for if Giannis retired tomorrow, he's got a title, two MVPs, a finals MVP. Like, that's right. probably... All right, so yeah, in that case, then there's there's a few people that I think will be on it. Luka Doncic, I expect to be on it. Trey Young, I expect to be on it. Uh, possibly Devin Booker, if he continues to uh, expand his game the way that he has, I think he's he's a hard one. I think he's underrated by fans, but I think the people that make these kinds of lists would appreciate him more. I think Nikola Jokic might be on it. I think there's a good argument for him to be there. Those are the ones that pop to the top for me. Well, it's interesting because I do feel like we're in a good place with great young talent in the yeah. NBA. Like, 
like if you told me John Morant was on this list in 20, Crystal Ball, you came back and said John, I was like, I could see that, right? Like I'm not going to write it in stone, but I could see that happening. Uh, Same thing with Trey Young, right? Um, You mentioned Luka Doncic. I think that seems to be the closest thing to a lock I'm willing to put on this. Obviously, like I want to put Jalen Green on the list, but we'll talk about that at a different time. Um, (laughs) But I I do think I'm, I'm interested about like, like Jason Tatum, right? Like, I feel I felt like four years ago I assumed he'd have done a lot more by 2022, and we're about to turn the corner into 22, and I'm still waiting on it. Um, yeah. And so, what does that mean, longer term? Booker was a good call, I guess. With Westbrook being on the 75 list, it's we're not going to wait on that one. Um, I was thank you for not. Several people have told me James Harden did not deserve to be on the 75 list, and I had to punch him. In the, I didn't actually punch him in the face, but I, I mean, I, he's not, you know, it's well known for anybody that follows Hardcourt Honeys that he is not our favorite player. But <laughs> as a show, like we are serious about basketball, and even I would have been like, really, you're going to say like, no, no, James Harden has to I, be on there. I get they don't have the the winning accomplishments, but he's got so many individual. If I'm looking at more young guys. Yeah, I, I the league is in great hands. I just don't know how comfortable I am handing it off to any. And then, frankly, with if they're going to put Dame Lillard on, is it like Taylor Horton Tucker and like who knows, right? <laughs> like like yeah, how yeah. how random could they really get with you that? Know, um, Kuzma action there. No Kuzma action. You didn't go Pascal Siakam, right? Didn't go Homer and go Pascal Siakam. No man, Pascal's <laughs> Pascal's got some questions to answer when he gets back from his injury. <laughs> Well, and to hear more about those questions, Jade, where can people find the stuff y'all are doing on a weekly basis? Yes. So uh, along with Taylor and Shay, I do Hardcore Honeys. It's a live show every Tuesday night at 7 p.m. You can find this on Instagram and YouTube at Hardcore Honeys, uh, on Twitter at HC Honeys. Uh, feel free to tune in. We love taking comments from our viewers while we are live. It keeps things pretty uh, fresh. And we'll be adding our, we've got some new things in store for the new season. So along with Parker and some other people, the three of us are all in the same fantasy basketball league. So we <laughs> added a fantasy segment to lead off the show, talk about how our weeks went, who we were up against, all that good stuff, which has been fun. And then we're going to be adding some tweets again. We had our used to have our Twitter show separately, but we just all gotten so busy to keep everything down to one show. We'll be adding one tweet each from in NBA Twitter to discuss and share with each other. And yeah, every Tuesday night, seven o'clock, tune in. I will say that Clutch City Green Gang, my fantasy team, is one and zero after playing managerless team in week yes. one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've taken my free game, my free week after off of Mandrillus team this week right now. After getting um, obliterated I'm, last week by my boyfriend. I'm currently losing to Eric's expert team. Um, uh-huh. But we're we're more of a, you know, fourth quarter team anyway, so we'll see how that goes. Um. <laughs> and I, I, I'm down with that. My team is definitely drafted for later in this season, so hopefully things go okay. <laughs> Fair enough. Well, thank you for coming on today, Jade. It's always good. And again, folks need to check out Hardcourt Honeys every Tuesday night. And you can go check them out on YouTube and go, and go look back at past episodes too. They have a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun. It's a good show. And it's a good good time to hear more about basketball, right? Thank you. Come on, Jade. Yeah, thanks for having me. Okay, Parker. So the thesis statement for this commercial is James Harden has the best beard in sports. 
What do you think about that thesis statement? Oh, I give it an A. You know, as a Houston guy, we we seem to have an affinity for our beers between guys like him, Dallas Keiko, lots of big beers in the Houston area. What do you think about the thesis? So I'm a Jets fan, and I absolutely love the beer that Ryan Fitzpatrick has. So maybe I would give Ryan Fitzpatrick the nod over James Harden. But you're talking to a couple of bearded teachers, and we know a thing or two about making sure that you maintain that mane. So check out the beard struggle. The beard struggle, they make oils, they make balms, they even have this heated comb to make sure that you get your beard straight so that you're looking fresh. I know I've really enjoyed using the oil they make for my quarantine beard of sorts. It's nice and long these days, but <laughs> keep it nice and healthy and hydrated. And if you're listening to our show, you can use FN Sports 15 and get 15% off your oils, your balms, your shampoos, conditioners, whatever you need to use to keep your beard looking healthy. Absolutely. Check out the beard struggle at thebeardstruggle.com. Whether you're just starting to grow or you have a luscious mane already, the beard struggle's got all the products that you need. The beard struggle, feast your face. Friends, that is another edition of FN Sports. Do you feel like you're all caught up on the latest in the NBA? If you like the hoop talk, you're in luck. We have another edition of the Midweek Midrange on Wednesday night at 9.30 Eastern Time. The Midweek Midrange is a weekly show at 9.30 Eastern where we talk all things basketball. You can find us on YouTube or on Twitter. We'll be live every Wednesday night at 9.30 on Twitter and Instagram or at Midweek Midrange. As for me, my personal stuff, which includes podcasting, writing, general nonsense, I did get a W on sneakers this week, but mostly L's on sneakers, and the occasional sad tweet about the, the Texas Longhorns or the Houston Rockets can all be found at Painsworth 512 that's at P-A-I-N-S-W-O-R-T-H-512, on Twitter and Instagram. This show is also on Twitter and Instagram. We're at FN Sports on Twitter. That's F I N S P O R T S number two, all one word on Twitter. On Instagram, we're at F underscore N underscore sports. That's at F underscore N underscore sports on Instagram. And we have merch. Use the links in our bio to find your way to our merch store. We have a student design t shirt, a couple of basics, a breast cancer awareness special with proceeds heading to Breast Cancer Research Foundation. And this month, this November, we're supporting the Movember Foundation. We have a special blue Movember No Shave November Flunk Shaving t shirt. On the back, it's got a few different facial hairstyles you might recognize. Be sure to grab that shirt, and we'll be donating all proceeds to the Movember Foundation. Be sure to like, subscribe, rate, review, and do all the wonderful things that help out the podcast. But whatever you do, please remember, when it comes to sports, don't flunk with us. Later, guys. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. 
More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's wintertime. When temperatures go down, the likelihood goes up that your furnace and other appliances go down with them. So don't risk a costly replacement. Stay comfortable with coverage on the appliances you depend on most with the Service Guard Appliance Repair Program from Black Hills Energy. It's peace of mind in a plan. Visit blackhillsenergy.com slash sign up to learn more.